RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. Back at it again for another 930 session. Looking forward to uh, sharing my thoughts on a couple articles, as well as finding out whatever else is happening out here that's worthy of talking about. So let me know. Bring a topic and let your voice be heard. When it's time to talk, number is 313-462-0027. And then also, I enjoy that uh, face-to-face last night, so I might open that back up again and have a couple people check in with me face-to-face real quick. So welcome to the live stream. Uh, looking forward to hanging out again. Let me, uh, Before I dive any further, let me uh, do a little um, checking in in the chat. If any new viewers, let me know where you're watching from. We'll love to acknowledge your presence, and thank you for being a part of the community. And then we can dive into it. And so, as always, running behind, running late behind the scenes. So, scrambling to get my articles ready and whatnot, but um, make the best of it as I can. But I need your help. Bring some articles and bring some topics and let's touch it. Okay. So, we got Solo in the building. It says we're going old school with the RTD late night. Yeah. So, as, as I mentioned, schedule fluctuates and I try to get it in however I can. I prefer to go earlier, but yet sometimes the schedule doesn't permit. Truth or nothing. We got Jim Diggs. We got Jay. What else we got here? The New York Redneck in the building. Ed Hammond. Low blood pressure. Tony B. Midnight Green from Philadelphia. Appreciate you for taking time to join in. All right. So let me do a little house cleaning first. Got you know, just three, three or four topics, and I got a lot more in the Discord. I'm going to go to the Discord and grab a couple because the fellows did a good job of putting a lot of great articles worth talking about, and um, I'm going to do the best I can to try to cover them. And so let me see. It's a good article right here worth touching on. Uh, we got a little, I think it's always good. You know, the three, let me see. Let me, I, I can say there's maybe three or four primary subject matters that's worth covering probably or, or, or scanning across on a daily basis. Uh, the first one happens to be the agenda around this whole health push, all the things associated with it from the testing, the tagging, tagging, the tracking, you name it. That's something worth keeping an eye on. Uh, hit that like button, Melanie. I appreciate you. Definitely hit that like button. Show your support for the channel. Uh, Jesse B says the Discord link is uh, beneath this video here in the social media tab. Um, there's a, a link there, or I'll post it in a second. I think it's in the disc in, in the in the in the um, in the. Uh, let me make sure. Yeah. So if you go down bottom of this video here in the description there's a link says social media sites it's in there it's the fourth one from the top okay and then so you know the health situation the first one of course the monetary system on a global standpoint you know how the top pretty much how the g20 nations roll like because they're going to lead the way with the rollout of cbdc's and all things like that so it's good to keep an eye on what they're doing with the monetary system how they're reshuffling it and then also on the local economy here keeping an eye on the two big to fail banks the globally systemic important banks is the third thing worthy of keeping a track on. So anything related to the banking and now soon to be at crypto exchanges as they intermerge or whatever is worth keeping an eye on. And of course, fourth is the metals and other other assets like that. You can throw the digital assets in there or whatnot. So those things are primary subject matters that we're going to touch on uh, pretty much daily. And so that's why you know, if you guys come across anything, feel free to let us know. Social issues, racial injustice, inequality, income inequality, stuff like that. That's all cover up stuff they like to put in front of our face to keep us distracted. But the underlying problem is the word usury. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that a lot of people don't talk about nowadays. The fact this current debt based monetary system 
has been able to expand and grow for you know so pretty relatively saying centuries now because of usury the idea of charging excessive interest on loans knowing that the borrower will not be able to service that loan in a way that will allow them to get ahead in life so it's a continuous rolling over of debt and expansion of the debt and credit markets that keep this thing going to the point where this is the issue they're trying to keep propped up and it starts at the top with the derivatives because they've created products off of the idea of nobody holding the financial institutions accountable for their malfeasance. Okay. So let's keep it moving. All right. So as always do a little house cleaning and then I'm gonna jump into some articles on the surface and then we can, um, I'm going to rant less and then open up the phone line so I can hear from you guys and uh, keep it moving. Okay. So, Let's do some house cleaning up front. Okay, so for those that might be new to the channel, RethinkingTheDollar.com is the blog where all the primary sources can be found, all the videos, you name it, crypto, news, gold, you, you name it. I'll repost everything there so you can always stay connected if we are disconnected from YouTube. So feel free to do that. And then also, as I mentioned earlier, uh, just you know, support of the channel is, is crucial because it's always good to be able to be supported for your work. And if you guys are interested and want to be a blessing, Feel free to commit to the channel via a program. And I'm seeing things in euros. So I'm not sure why that is, but we'll keep it moving. And so, uh, yeah. And then here's a link here for the social media tab beneath us. All the places you can find us. We are on Minds, BitChute. That's another good one. BitTube is another good one. All the videos post automatically. Library. We got Rumble, uh, Twitter, Facebook. I got the audio podcast, Telegram group. Instagram, Patreon, Discord, and the website. So there's no excuse not to stay connected at all times. Okay, let's move right along. Okay, so I want to just touch on the primary subject matter for this evening, and it happens to be um, the fact that as of now, I didn't get a chance to thumb through it, but just the subject heading itself tells me exactly where this is heading. And so it says, Yellen outlines a bold climate agenda calling for net zero emissions by 2035. So that's approximately 14 years from now. She's basically saying that all the carbon emitting um, items on this planet, you know, manufacturing warehouses, uh, you know, your your house, you know, natural gas, uh, cars, all those things that emit fumes into the air. They're going to be dealt with at some capacity. Now, here's a question I want to put out there to you guys. How exactly will the government, how exactly will the Uncle Sam, who's dead, broke, tapped out, living off a credit card, actually pull this off? Hmm. Can you see the Green New Deal? And of course, just today I saw an article saying that Biden is looking to and he's willing to compromise on the infrastructure plan or i.e. the American rescue or job plan or whatever it's called now. And so probably instead of that, you know, two point nine trillion, he probably said, hey, let's go half. Let's do one point nine. I, I take that for starters, because don't forget, Biden mentioned when he was running for presidency that the covid relief bill in December, he praised it, you know, under Trump's leadership, yada, 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 and said that's just a down payment. So think about this. How much more would be needed to complete a, a whole payment? Can you say fifty trillion dollars? That's what uh, we're hearing as of now uh, is what will be needed to complete this current <laughs> climate emissions by z- net zero emissions by 2035. And so this is how all this this is how this stuff always works. It seems the government comes up with this ingenious idea on how they're going to save humanity, save the world and make things more uh, user friendly for us. 
And then, you know, on another side note, I'm off my, I'm off, I'm off a little bit, but I listened to a video and I actually shared it in the discord of AOC at a podium talking about relating climate change and racial injustice in the same sentence. She said that racial injustice spurs climate change or climate change spurs racial injustice. So I'm thinking like, wow, like the fact they're pushing this climate change and we see why, because they want to basically remove all types of carbon emitting type of items from our possession, forcing us to go smart. And I, I did who, all the people who produce these smart gadgets, smart, this, smart, that they're already the too big to fail big tech corporations of Microsoft, the Googles or Amazon. They're going to own all that stuff. So all this trillions upon trillions that will be used to subsidize corporations, Wall Street, you name it, will be funneled into the hands of the uber wealthy, the big tech companies, further making government even bigger because every single plan the government comes up with, comes up with, with requires more governing bodies to be created, more entities, more you know think tanks, more you know overseers of their own problems that they're trying to solve. But ultimately, it leads to a, the greatest tax on humanity because all the funds that will be created to go towards this climate change ordeal will make its way to the top of the food chain therefore leaving nothing but crumbs at, for the bottom. And at that point, all the new emission-based clean energy ordeal opportunities will be robotic, automation, algorithms, and all that other stuff, blockchain. So you just those five entities themselves leaves very little room for service workers, for your average lawyer, your average doctor, because the robots will probably replace all of them as well. So, yeah, uh, this net zero emissions by 2035 is not a good thing for jobs and everything else, but it's going to be good for silver. So definitely stack your stack your weight up now and hold on to it. As I mentioned last night, it's going to be a sponge. It's going to absorb all this liquidity. So hopefully down the line, Lord willing, you can release it into the air. Uh, OK, so let me keep it moving. All right. So here's on another topic. Can't forget this one. Biden announces a tax credit for small businesses that will provide paid time off for those that participate in the unidentified foreign object that will be introduced into human bodies. And so didn't get a chance to thumb through it, but just the subject matter itself lets you know how uh, desperate they might be that they have to offer businesses incentives to be able to get their employees under that program. And then you got to think about this. If, if businesses accept the tax credit to then incentivize their employees and give them time off and all the other things they're trying to roll in there as, as like a bonus, then at some point, the small business will be then in the hook for and in the and government will have their pocket, their hands in the pockets of small businesses even more to the point where it's just a matter of time before they're going to roll out that the idea of mandating some things that will keep you from being able to fully work without participating in this whole situation. But just to give an idea here, it says businesses with fewer than 500 employees will be reimbursed for any paid time off. They provide employees up to $511 per day per employee. The paid tax credit is funded by the American Rescue Plan. It says guidance for all the small credits on a tax credit is IRS job. Says by the numbers, uh, administration officials cited talks with businesses along with polling showing employees would be persuaded to get the, the, the jab if their employers provided access to shots. And so here's the thing, like 
that's that, that, that that's that's very that's very misleading there because they're saying that employees would pers- would be persuaded to get the jab if their employees provided access to shots. You know, you can go now to to your local CVS and all that stuff. You know, all the pharmaceutical companies and you know all the big food stores that were not able that didn't have to shut down during lockdown last year are now serving the jab as well. So that's kind of lame there. The fact that, you know, it, it, it gives people time off of work. They trying to get a jab in you at any time of the day. So that's an excuse. So once again, it's a hidden agenda behind this, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And then here's something else that I think we need to pay attention to because it's extremely important in my opinion, because, you know, Putin is talking about a red line, and we know whenever you get to the point you're talking about, you know, crossing our red line, if you cross that red line, all hell going to break loose. So I shared a couple uh, links in the Discord, but just the subject heading itself lets us know what time it might be. If the globalists, the, the warmongers, those that want to see, the, those that stand to profit, because mind you, right now at this current time, who's getting all those government checks from Uncle Sam? It happens to be. The, uh, the pharmaceutical companies, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, you know, Pfizer, Biotech and, you know, you know, all those other companies are getting all the funds. You know, you got, you know, the Lockheed Martins, the Boeing and all those other, you know, you know, missile and ammunition creating places. They missing out right now. Their, their stocks aren't doing too good because the U.S. is not involved in any, uh, you know, obvious conflicts. And so, you know, they, you know, of course, all the politicians, they got that in their portfolio as well. So. Let's not let's just cross that line and send some funds towards the to the war industrial complex so that we can get this thing really rolling. So be on the lookout of that. But one thing that really concerns me is the fact that uh, the U.S. You know, I don't think we're capable of really uh, dealing with uh, what the Russians may be holding on to over there. But it says here, uh, Putin says Russia, and of course this is RT, so take it for what it's worth. But there's a, a video out there of this translated that probably backs us up. I'm sure. Putin says Russia developing high-tech nuclear and laser weapons. Warning, provocateurs will regret crossing countries' red lines. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I ain't trying to blow smoke up Putin's, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But that dude is, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a certified killer. That dude got some bodies under his belt, personally, I'm sure. So well, test him if you want to, but we'll see. And then here's another one here. I'm going to stop ranting. U.S. Houses passes bill to require financial regulators to set up digital assets working group. So ultimately, uh, I had a chance to read some of the comments in the Discord, fellas. I appreciate it. And it looks like, you know, there's a little bit of uncertainty as into as into what government financial body will be overseeing the crypto asset space in the private sector. So it looks like, as it says here. The Eliminate Barriers to Innovation Act. Look at that. That sounds so patriotic, doesn't it? Eliminate barriers. We don't want to hold back innovation. <laughs> Oops, I'm showing you, I'm not showing you guys the screen. Sorry. And so the Eliminate Barriers to Innovation Act of 2021 seeks to establish a digital asset working group with representatives from the SEC and CFTC. Now, here's another issue with these two entities here, the SEC and the CFTC. How good of a job have they done in actually overseeing the criminality of the financial institutions and the fact that the two big to fail banks have been money laundering, committing drug trafficking, all types of stuff. Nobody goes to jail. And then you have the whole Comex. You got the silver fraud and all that other stuff with the CFTC. They don't find anything 
problematic with that, but we're supposed to now allow them to oversee another asset class. It won't work. But yet, of course, it's not designed for it to work. So that's my rant. I got a lot more articles, but I'm going to save myself the time. I want to hear from you guys. Let me know what's going on in the chat. Feel free to highlight something at Rethink It a Dollar or give me a call. I would love to hear from you guys directly. And of course, there's no talk show unless you have someone to talk to. So give me a call. Let's talk. And of course, if you don't, you know me, I can go off on a rant down a, down a far left field <laughs> and everything will be all right. Uh, let me see here. Let me th- thumb up a little bit, see who's tuning in. Uh, 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 yeah, I see a lot of jab talk in there. I'm going I'm to stay away from that jab talk. I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, P- Pirate Chain. Yeah, I- I'm familiar with that. I, I, you know, never bother to really dive deep into it. But yet my personal opinion, because right now uh, there's it's still very foggy out in the crypto space in a regulatory standpoint, outside of the fact that they everybody knows the government wants their cut when you go ahead and we do any transactions with it. And so I think between now and next year, especially give or take how the markets respond, if the Fed can continue to keep this thing propped up. By instilling confidence in the credit markets, by always promising to back everything up, if it's even hints at falling, then I think, you know, asset prices will continue to go up and all those funds got to make their way to something. So housing prices can probably, whatever your house is valued at now, if things continue to heat up without any glitches in a system, whether globally or, you know, domestically. Then you could probably expect, you know, you know, double your house price pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that illusion of wealth in your house price, you know, it can make you feel good, but until it corrects a fair, whatever, whatever fair value might be, because at this current moment, because the bubble's so big, the concept of you know discovering what the free market might consider fair market value is beyond discoverable. And so, you know, you got people who use certain metrics out there to insinuate how bad the next correction might be in equities. You got people saying 70, 80%, yada, yada. If the Dow's at 30, whatever it is now, it can be at, you know, it can be, you know, you know, four digits, you know, like an 8,000, 9,000 worst case scenario when it's a complete sell-off. And if that happens, then imagine what will happen to real estate as well. You know, it's going to have to go down as well because it's, it's, it's in the category of just being overly inflated and beyond the ability for your average Joe to be able to purchase it. So, uh, yeah. And so that means cryptos will probably take a bid too. silver will attempt to take a bid, but I don't think they can take a lower than 25, $26. But anyway, we'll talk about it. Let me get somebody on the phone. All right. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, this is Ed from Columbus. How you doing, Mike? Hey, from Columbus. I'm doing good, my man. What's on your mind this evening? Hey, uh, you mentioned some of the uh, inflation, you know, and the, the housing and that. Let me run just a few things by it that's, that's real in my world that mm-hmm. I've seen exactly. Ammo's gone up from $10 for 50 rounds of 9mm to $35. Um, okay. Guns uh, almost double. Plywood, um, talking to a brother today, $8 a year and a half ago, $48 today. Mm. Used cars. Um, they're having bidding. Can you believe this? Uh, you can go into some of these used car dealers and they say, well, we were asking 18000 but we had an offer for nineteen. Would you like to make an offer? Bidding wars on used cars. Yeah. Food index up 25%. Sports trading cards, four to ten times. Basketball mm. cards, football cards, 
That stuff is just going off the charts. Unbelievable. Mm. Rolex watches. If you can get a Rolex watch from the dealer, they raise their little, you know, 7% a year. Mm -hmm. You can take it and double your money. Um, housing. Um, mm. had a guy's house that went up, um, $25,000 in a month, a $400,000 house in one month. Steel prices. My son, we're getting ready to build a, a church and they raised the price $800,000 on an $8 million uh, church, 10% in six months, $500,000 increase in steel alone. Whoa. And people say, <laughs> and these Americans are walking around saying, oh, inflation's 2%. <laughs> Well, it, well, well, clear as day, you just laid it out. So watch this. Is that is that something you're reading from and you happen to write that down or what? Or you just off the top of your head? Because these are things that was in my life and I just wanted to have it together when I called you so I wasn't just going to shoot them off the cuff. Hey, man, I appreciate I you that. for sharing that. Definitely watch this. Shoot me an email with that information. I would love to share that as is in the community and around the social media sphere so people can get a real-world take what you see in your life, you know what I'm saying? That's real. So I appreciate that, that information, man. Uh, go to rethinkingadollar.com, top left-hand corner, email address, click it. And if you don't mind, if you want to share, share it with me. And I'll post it around and so people can get some real numbers out there because that's, that's some good stuff, man. Um, so I, I'll try, man, but I'm, I'm kind of old. I'm 67. I'm kind of checked, uh, crippled. But it, <laughs> it took me about two weeks to get on the Patreon, or not the Patreon, uh, uh, the Discord the where you talk. I, I finally got on there. But anyway, one other thing, real quick. Yeah, man. go ahead. Um, now I think we're getting distracted, but this, you know these war drums are beating, man. Mm -hmm. Gerald Salente used to always say, you know, the price war, you know, currency wars, price wars, world wars. You know, mm -hmm. that that seems to be a way it went in history, and yeah. it's getting kind of scary. So I just ask all the Christians out there to, to pray to our Heavenly Father that you know that, that they can keep this war thing down because that's mm -hmm. that's lies dying. That ain't money. That ain't food. That's people. Dying on a major scale. You know, in Vietnam, we killed two million Vietnamese for no reason. We killed a million Iraqis for no reason. We went in and tortured and butchered <laughs> a leader of Syria that was there for 30 years and the people didn't throw out, but we went in yeah. and killed him and sodomized him and threw him in a freezer. I mean, the war is ugly, man. And yeah. uh, we, we need to pray against that. Hey, I'm in agreement with you, my man. Thank you for calling and sharing that and uh, looking forward to hearing more from you in the future, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, Mike. Take yeah, care, brother. Be good. Bye. Whew, that is some real. That's some real talk right there. He threw out stats on top of stats as to what's going on out here in these streets. So, um, price in asset price inflation, man. Consumer good inflation is real. Don't be mistaken. And so, oh man, uh, yeah. So I've been really thinking lately about the idea of self sustainability. Like that be more important than ever right now. Because there's still a window of time between now and when it becomes completely obvious to the naked eye, to the average Joe that has no idea as to what's going on, you know, to take advantage of the prices. Because right now, whatever you're seeing in the streets, regardless of whatever the nominal price is on a shelf, that's as cheap as it's going to get, you know, what I'm saying in 2021 and definitely into 2022 and beyond. So, um, yeah. Good stuff, man. But uh, yeah, take advantage of opportunity and getting a hold of what you need to sustain your life for a longer periods of time. And everybody, of course, is different. But, you know, you know, your basic food, clothing, shelter. And as you mentioned, ammo, you know, <laughs> name that. So anyway, keep it moving. Um, all right. Missed a couple calls. I'm sorry about that. Give me a call. Let's try to keep the calls relatively short in nature so we get more people in. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? 
professor from Atlanta. How you doing, sir? Professor from I'm doing good, my man. What's going on with you? Not much, man. Just listening to you this evening, and you were speaking about having the opportunity to get things before everyone else, the other 98% get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And kind of in my, in my prepping moves, things like five-gallon BPA buckets are hard mm-hmm. to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, mylar that you you know you can put in and then kind of do like the the heated seal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that stuff's got a back order on Amazon. So the bad news is that, yes, it's coming. The good news is that people are kind of waking up and consciously making, you know, moves to, to protect themselves and, and their family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff man. Thanks for sharing that. And, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to kicking it again on the, uh, on the Patreon side, man. So we had some real good talk last week, man. I appreciate you for sharing. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no doubt, man. Well, you have a blessed evening, man. Take care. All right, you be good. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff, good stuff. And so, as I mentioned um, off, uh, I think I mentioned last year, but yesterday on the Patreon side, you know, doing Zoom now as opposed to the pre or the, the rewatchable, if that's a word, uh, videos, just so we can keep it more, you know, tight niche. And, you know, once it's done, we're racing the type of thing. So, because, uh, yeah, you know, last week was some good talk. Went a little t- we went a little personal, so I want to make sure cats feel comfortable sharing information so we can learn from each other. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? My name's Clark. I'm calling from West Virginia. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, Clark, from West Virginia. What's going on with you, my friend? I was just wondering if you heard about the May 1st uh, May Day Silver Raid they're talking about on Wall Street Silver. Yeah. So I actually saw some stuff on a Twitter sphere not long ago, but I didn't get a chance to dive into it share some insights as to what they're, what they're talking about. Yeah, they're wanting 100,000 people to buy 100 ounces on May 1st. You know, And I don't know if anything will actually come of that or not. They tend to talk about this kind of stuff a lot. But it'd be interesting to see if they actually get people to do that. Yeah, now, so, okay, to get 100,000 people to buy 100 ounces. Now, okay, so I, I'll dive deeper into it. But, you know, definitely that will put a squeeze on dealers and so who are are they looking to so is it just your your generic dealer in general out here or the comex directly or how who who they who you trying to get your weight up from i think it's everything to be honest with you obviously they're a big fan of silver but they're even mentioning you know calls on slv which i don't care too much for slv or the pslv and things like that yeah Mm, uh, yeah, so that's going to be something worth checking into. And I actually might reach out because because Chris uh, Marcus is heading that up, isn't he? To be honest with you, I'm not sure. I just saw a bunch of people on Wall Street still were talking about it. Okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely check into it and dive further. And I'm, I'm supposed to have an interview on Wall Street Silver, so I'm going to, before I join on with them, find out more so I can speak to it. So thanks for calling and bringing that to our attention, man. Cool, cool. God bless you. Be good. Same to you. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Appreciate it. All right, let's keep it moving. Give me a phone call. Let's talk. What else is out there? Also, other subject matter. Okay, so, you know, if you guys, you know, if you care to chime in, of course, we can touch on social matters. Okay, sure. And so the the body cam uh, photo of what happened in Columbus uh, where the officer fired on, you know, a lady, you know, looking like she's about to jab somebody with a knife. And so, of course, you got different viewpoints. You got extremists on one side saying that, you know, we need justice, da da da, whatever. And then other people saying that you know that person's life was in danger. He responded. So I'm kind of like you know, for me, based upon the footage, give or take, if it wasn't maneuvered, a doctor or not like that. I mean, I, I you know, that's a I mean, law enforcement is a fine line, man, because you know you got a moment to think, and 
you got to live with your decision no matter what what happens come what comes from that so the fact that you know i, I if i'm not mistaken a life is lost it, you know the fact i think he put two in her you know it's just a horrible thing to see on on film man because you got the fact that you know it looks like it's a white officer and then a, a black woman that's you know no longer here so you got the white and black thing again it's like okay you know would it be that much of a uh, a racial issue you know even if it is i haven't had a chance to really dive into the news but would it be much of a racial issue if it was a black officer who shot and killed a black you know young lady you know i i don't think it would be that so much the mainstream media couldn't run with it the way they're running with you know everything else so but once again the camera's right there to see everything so it's going to be a primary subject matter all right let's talk hello carlos where are you calling from mike tony from oakland how you doing brother tb doing good man what's going on with you Oh, man, there's a lot, but I'm going to try to keep it short. As, as, you know, these uh, with the case that just went down with Derek, mm-hmm. um, and, and I hate to give Peter shifts and play, but, you know, he, he hit it right on the head uh, with his his last interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I, I think it's going to get overturned myself because there was so much that went wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you to go back in the jury room and only deliberate nine hours, mm-hmm. And, and then come back with guilty on all three. How are you guilty of all three? You can only be guilty of one of them. He didn't kill three people. He only killed one. But you convicted him on all counts. So, okay. So, and once again, as I mentioned, you know, I was surprised to hear that response. But then again, the fact that people are now saying that this could be a setup for a mistrial and it could be thrown out. And, you know, so imagine how this time frame of People feeling overwhelmed and rejoiced and rejoicing and rejoice for the fact that justice was served, and then all of a sudden to have it turned around, you know that that would that's even worse than him probably being found not guilty the first go around because of people now emotionally involved and connected and moving on to the next trial and all that stuff like that. So, yeah. right, but the government got involved. You know, Maxine Waters opened her, opened up her mouth, and they never sequestered the jury, mm-hmm. never removed them out of that town. Mm-hmm. So it was just, to me, it was just a setup anyway. Because I looked at a couple of the people that they brought as a witness, and I I was questioning them myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, did you get? To, I'm gonna let you go after this. Did you get to see the gold silver uh, debate? No, I nope. I I shared it in the in the video chat, but then again, I'm gonna watch it this evening, so I did not get a chance to uh, see it. But did you see it? I, I only watched part of it, and then I, I, I turned on to you. But uh, I'm gonna watch it too, and we can talk in Discord. Yeah, and so I did. See, I did see one little two minute segment that you know a crypto person shared on. I think it was Anthony Pompiano shared on his Twitter, and within that two minute clip, Michael Saylor went. He went hard, <laughs> and he had me like, but you know, he would. He gave a historical lesson as to how many times gold has been confiscated to change the rules of the game on gold. And this dude was like a walking encyclopedia spewing off all types of stuff. It had me like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what the response was, but Frank definitely was, he was in for it. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. But, you know, that dude is. Well, Michael. Yeah. Mike's first five minutes, man, just turned me off with him, man. Because, you know, he was like uh, talking about how, how gold will never be and never has. But, you know, for 5,000 years, that that is, he never mentioned that gold was the base money. Mm-hmm. It's in he wants to make it seem like gold is old and now there's a new gold in Bitcoin. Yeah. And then he made the, he made the point. He made the point mm-hmm. of saying how, uh, uh, Bitcoin is actually 144 trillion Bitcoins out there, not 21 million. Mm. 
You have to take Satoshi times the twenty-one ooh, million. Ooh, okay. So that's a I mean, different that's okay. a different dynamic there. So that's that is definitely expands the the monetary the supply of those things because they're they can be broken down into fractions. I'm not sure if that's a good thing but, or bad thing. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a bad thing because you know you you're screaming twenty-one million, but how much is a, a Satoshi? You know, mm-hmm. like one point oh oh one, yeah. Yeah, right. And you know, so you times that by twenty-one million, you got one hundred forty-four trillion. Okay, so we'll see how that's uh, broken down in the future because the way you know the crypto sphere is talking about that is that it's going to become a monetary unit of accountability globally and reserve currency status. And so I'm thinking, like, you know, if it's broken down to the minute satoshi, then there is enough to go around. For all governments to get access to and to possibly peg and to use and you know yeah so I don't know um yeah Dogecoin is a better better value of money than Bitcoin is do you think so really there's no, lim- there's no limitation on go on on, on Dogecoin <sighs> you, can, you, yeah. you can divide that <laughs> how many ever you want there's they can go to infinity. That's what the dollar is. It can go to infinity. Yeah, I don't like that idea. I'm gonna let that ride. <laughs> but hey, man. All right, brother. I appreciate you. Get yeah. All right, brother. Keep it up. Yep, you Bye. too. Uh, yeah, I don't really like that, people. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So I need to cheer myself up. Let me go ahead and just take a look. And you know what? What? What caught my eye today? What got me? What put a little bit of a shiver in my shoulders was when i looked at the precious metals because you got to look at like this you know a dollar or almost near you know 64 cents in silver world is the equivalent of like a thousand dollars in the crypto space because we're looking at historic you know we look at a historical unit of accountability in the form of silver and gold so when you see some action like this that lets me know that Somebody made a mistake somewhere on dumping paper because the paper dumping didn't stick. And so let me actually go seven days so you guys can get a better look. And so we was at twenty four dollars and eighty cents on the 13th to go from twenty four to twenty six, almost 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 two dollars. Man, that's the equivalent of almost a million dollars in silver in the silver lingo. So. Uh, cheers to those that are holding steady. You know what I'm saying? Hold steady, get your weight up, and don't be shaken because they're destroying this currency here. They're bringing in a new digital format of it all along, trying to make sure you know nothing about this here because this guy right here is tapped out, and they're going to increase taxes up to Wazoo to make sure they get all of this out of your possession (laughs) all along trying to prop this up right there the derivative so you know what time it is people get your weight up stay prayed up and let's pray for our nation like you know I, you know i once again wish we had a leadership in this country that would be bold enough and courageous enough to call for a day of repentance and let's get this country back into the hands of the lord himself if the powers that be really wanted that but we know that they don't they want to go the other way but anyway man about to get ready to dial back it's getting late so i appreciate everybody for hanging out with me and uh the calls that came through in the chat in the chat room. Sorry for not getting to many of them. Uh, it says uh, Fedcoin will give you the greatest value, Rolf. Okay. And so, um, yeah. And so, once we're given that rebranded version, it's going to be legal tender pretty soon. Congress going to come together and have to. Congress is under pressure now to 
readjust the legality of the current issuance of this next digital currency because there's no way that they can issue it in a legal format and give it and and basically continue to have the Federal Reserve as the issuer of it, issuer of it because it's not in the Federal Reserve Act and it's not a part of the UCC code. So they're going to have to do a lot of shuffling behind the deck to make it so that, you know, cryptocurrencies will be something that people can use, but you will only be able to extinguish your debts, both, both public and private, in the Fed coin i.e. CBDC from the Federal Reserve Bank. And once the Federal Reserve Bank issues the Federal Reserve note and they remove this instrument right here out of our possession, that's all she wrote, folks, because this is technically your last line of defense of having anonymity and privacy in the palm of your hands that you can transact with somebody and there not be, you know, minimum eyes on it. Once this is gone, it's all she wrote. And so to, to this shirt, it says, the government, Demonetize gold and silver, and now they're coming for your cash. <laughs> this is what this is all about, people. Anyway, I'm done ranting. And uh, as also, if anybody wants to support the channel, feel free the merchandise, man. Visit the RTD store, show some love there. That'll be a blessing. Hit that thumbs up button, share this video. Let's come back again tomorrow, Lord willing, and do it again. And also, in the comment section, let me know your thoughts on uh, the rant format. Just being able to set up a camera, just you know, spew out whatever thoughts come in somewhat of a structured manner. Just to get thoughts out because I got, you know, I'm getting all types of thoughts throughout the day and I want to share it with somebody. And so the only person I can share it with is you guys. So uh, hope you guys appreciate that. Hope it's of value to you. So anyway, I can rant forever, but I'm not. Anyway, be blessed, be safe. I'll see you guys on the other side, Lord willing. Peace.